to the Big Play Reflog Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz, hosting alongside Chris McNeil. Love to have you in studio. Always a good time. And Nick Padone. What's up, Gab? What's happening? Hey, do you have your big Mountain Dew with you, by the way? I do. Oh, I thank do. goodness. Right so I'm all set. <laughs> he ready is to fueled go. by Diet Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, not, not yet a sponsor. Thing. Yeah. He's Still all looking for that up. sponsorship. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's all jacked Who up. Who isn't on after that Dew? weekend? Really. To, to take people behind the curtains, Chris brings that gigantic Mountain Dew everywhere, I feel like. I, at some point, we need to have an intervention, but that's for another show. Um. It was a lot more fun when I used to be remote and had the green screen behind me. Yes. Because yeah. then it looked like I was a mime, and I was just, every <laughs> once in a while, just miming and drinking. So. Oh, and now yeah. you can actually see the whole thing in its full glory out well, here. Guys, we got to do a little bit of a different type of intervention, I think, today <laughs> after after another Browns loss. Oh. Two and two, bye week is here. <sighs> and we will hear from our Labatt featured interview. Actually, we're going to bring him on right now, right? Right off the rip? We're right joined off the rip. Right off the rip. We are joined by none other than Cleveland.com sports reporter and your Cleveland crooner, of course. He also teaches some spin classes over at Crocker. Get your workout in. Hayden Grove, always a pleasure to have you. Always a pleasure. I think it's my first time. No, or second time. Second time. Yeah. First time yeah. in studio. First time in studio. Yes. You're right. Okay. First okay. time here in person. What yeah, well, do you think about it? It's always my pleasure. And it's. I love it. It's beautiful. Like I, I have never been to Burke Lake for an airport, but um, this makes it cool. I'll come here again. You're a busy guy, and we did uh, all collaborate, or is it commiserate? Oh, I don't know. Commiserate well, the game both yesterday? Of them. We were also commiserating over the fact that we're both people pleasers to the 10th ah, degree yes so we you see him here he's a happy face in studio but keep in mind it's also probably we dragged him in here no no, no. <laughs> no like no we were talking about boundaries yeah I said, that's why i'm in therapy right now because i can't put up a boundary to save my life so you i gotta just both. make sure to have that boundary hayden you're no. the first guest i think that we've ever had in here and gab always has the first question like what do you think of the airport and you're the first person that hasn't dropped where's the auntie ann's at like yeah. everyone else makes the same Auntie Anne's joke every <laughs> single time. I feel like that's not a good joke. I mean, this is not this is not like an Auntie Anne's type airport. This is a very different airport. Yeah, um, that's fair. I would love an Auntie Anne's. Who doesn't love Auntie Anne's? But like, I feel like Auntie Anne's. I associate those more with malls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like airport. Auntie Anne's a mall place. Yeah, we. This have is more highbrow. Yeah, it, this is right. more it's private kinda, planes. Yeah. You know, suits don't you guys coming feel in. Like Where's it, the Hyde Park? It gives me that's a little bit of um, what's that movie? Night at the Museum vibes. Don't you yeah. feel that a little bit here? Yeah, yeah at night. Things at night. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Totally can see that. For sure. Totally can see that. All right. In we any gotta, case. We got to rip the bandaid off. We've, <laughs> we've effectively went two, no, three minutes now without mentioning it. Initial reaction to yesterday's Browns law. Is that we were just trying the, to procrastinate. Is, yeah. that just the, is that just the question? Just, okay. yep, an initial reaction. Um, rip the bandaid off with us. I, I, you know, I'm not that, like, I don't think that it's something to be too upset about. I don't yeah. think it's something to be like, oh, my God, the sky is falling. Your quarterback didn't play, and we can talk about that and why he didn't play. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson probably was not put in great positions, but sometimes, I mean, again, I just don't think they would have had a chance playing with DTR yesterday. Um, Baltimore played really well. I thought Lamar Jackson played really well. But you're 2-2 two and two heading into the bye. You got a whole season in front of you. Like, if there was ever a game to lose, probably that one. Yeah. So ask me. So answer me this. So you're in there in the press conferences with Kevin Stefanski week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Was there anything weird about the way he treated this injury? All of his press Watson? conferences are weird, dude. You ever I, see those statues on Easter Island? That's what it's like <laughs> trying to interview the guy. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. I don't think they were weird. No. Um, I think it was just <laughs> weird the way he kind of. On Tuesday, I was like, oh, Deshaun's not throwing today. All right. Well, he's probably just resting his arm. Uh, or excuse me, on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, yeah. it was like, oh, Deshaun's still resting his arm. Okay. On Friday, it was like, oh, Deshaun's <laughs> still resting his arm. And that then he's questionable. And we probably should have known then. But, but they also, asked Deshaun. But Mary, Kay, Mary Kay, I watched Mary Kay go up to him in the locker room and say, hey, are you, you know, just like, she was, hey, do you want to talk about it? Or do you want to just, he's like, no, I'll be good. Like, I don't think we need to discuss it. I'm like, he, she was like, okay. So Deshaun told her, like, hey, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to play. I'm, I'm expecting to play. And um, just went out on Sunday and didn't, that was not the case. So <laughs> there's been some speculation as to why, you know, we've had, in, in Cleveland, we know about shoulder injuries, okay, yeah. with quarterbacks. So, Obviously, we want to, you know, we're trying kind of to a avoid touchy that subject for right. us. Yeah. Do you think they were trying to keep it a little under wraps so that the opponent, you know, doesn't find out early and then adjust their game plan? Yeah, I think that's probably part of it. Um, 
I, I think the Browns are always trying to have gamesmanship with opponents. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely part of what was going on. Was like, oh, well, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna just as long as he's available to potentially play, we're gonna make it seem like he's gonna play. Yeah. So what is your understanding of what transpired yesterday morning in terms of Deshaun? I mean, that's that's kind of the, the crazy thing. From my understanding of it, it looked like. You know, they were expecting him to play. Deshaun was expecting to play, but he went out there and started to throw and was like, I, I, I don't have it. Um, and I think maybe, you know, I'm not blaming Deshaun for not playing. I think that there's 17 games in the schedule. You don't want to pull, you know, with Baker Mayfield, with what happened, that's what we're all scarred about, right? Right, yeah. Yep. Baker's was pain tolerance. He, he was going to be Mr. Tough Guy no matter what. And he was going to play through it no matter what. And no matter what anybody told him, no matter what anybody said, he was going to play through it because he could he could fight through the pain. And he said that he wanted to be, you know, like Cleveland, this tough city, right? Didn't work out, right? Didn't play well. And we don't want that to happen again. So I'm okay with Deshaun sitting out for a week, getting that shoulder healthy. But I think the problem that I have is, like, where was the communication here? Like, it just seemed like yeah. it seemed like Kevin Stefanski – was it ready for Deshaun to play? And then just today he says, well, the medic- he was cleared medically, kind of throwing Deshaun under the bus a little bit. So it's like, where is the, where is the communication here? Like, oh, there, are pe- there are people yeah. saying that Deshaun really wanted to play and the Browns told him no, but then there are people saying, well, actually the Browns wanted him to play. I don't know what the actual situation is. So just another layer of kind of misinformation in Berea and misinformation for the Cleveland Browns. And I hope it, it, I don't think it'll linger because I think Deshaun should be back in a couple weeks anyway. But like, if the Browns told him not to play, great. If Deshaun said I can't play, great. But just where is the story? Yeah. You know where yeah. where where is the the re, the, re, the reality? Yeah, everybody's saying different things. When should we start to worry about all these Browns injuries? Um, are you referring to like the Nick Chubb slash like Miles Garrett's a little banged up? Uh, got I Nick think Joe Miles Garrett will be fine. Um, Zadarius I, Watson. Yeah, I wouldn't be honestly like those injuries with the bye week. I think they'll be fine. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about those. I would just say that like. Deshaun, obviously, if he's throwing shoulder, that's something that could linger. So you, hopefully he's back by next week. But I don't think there should be, uh, you know, Zedarius, I am not saying this. in, in I, Zedarius seems to be a little bit of a drama king. <laughs> not, and I don't mean that in like a, I'm not like he's a tough guy. I'm not saying that. But like for three, I think it's been two, three out of the four games. He's had like an injury where he's been down and then he just pops back up and gets back in the game. Yeah. So like maybe this was just, a celebration injury this time, yes, right? Make yeah. it, make it, maybe just take his injuries with a little bit oh. of a grain of salt at first okay. before we start to rule him out. Um, and then miles, you know, I think he'll be okay. I mean, he's, he's pretty tough. He's proven that over the years. So, yeah. and Zedarius is tough too. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, he seems to maybe tend to be on the ground a little bit longer than some other guys and then he'll pop up and be okay. Yeah. What's your confidence level right now in Kevin Stefanski? Um, I, I feel like because that's the hot buttony thing, like all day throughout the day today, was exactly what we we're talking about. You know, it, it kind of seemed like it was maybe the same exact game plan for DTR that maybe it was for Watson. Like it didn't really he seem just like went to the copy machine. It that's all like he did. He, he wasn't trying to help him out really at all. Like you would think, Change run the, the ball title a little page bit, maybe do the, the copy do the tight end screen thing with Ninjoku in space. You know, get some easy passes yeah, in the middle I, of the field. I don't. We, I, we it kind of seemed like I don't know. It was weird. Well, he said after the game that like DTR was comfortable with the game plan. We have to stick to the game plan. And I like, and I think that's part of Kevin's problem is that he he's not a it doesn't seem like he's a people person. It just is everything's on paper to him. Like it just seems to me at least that like okay, well okay, this is my game plan and oh, well the backup quarterback knows the game plan, so why shouldn't it work for him? Mm. You know? And it's like DTR is a rookie. He's never played before. This is his first NFL game. Like he's playing against a really good defense like we got to switch it up a little bit here. I mean, even the first 15, which I don't know if you can just scrap that, but like you had your first 15 scripted, but then you have a new guy in the game. It's like maybe you should have had two game plans. Should have been re- prepared for the possibility that, that Deshaun wasn't going to play. So, you know, I think that Kevin on paper, a lot of things are good. And, like, I think he's a good guy. I think he's a good coach. I think he's smart. But, like, it just doesn't seem he's able to adjust well when plan A doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, which is why during the first game against the Bengals, I was so impressed. I was like, man, plan A was not working. He adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I was like, okay, maybe it's different, but he still seems to have str- to struggle with that a little bit. So, we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm, my confidence level is is the same as it's been this year with Stefanski. It's kind of I've never really been super super high on the fact that he and Deshaun work well together. Um, 
But after last week, I was gung ho, and then obviously Deshaun didn't play this week. So yeah. I'll at least give them some time to continue to play together. That's ah. what I'm saying. They're two and two. Like right yeah. now, they're two and two, and that's yeah. really all we can ha- all we can have. And it's going to be another. I I get that we'll do it all next week, but it's going to be another tough game with the 49ers. Like that's no joke. Yeah. Like you could be staring down two and three heading into week seven. How about the front office and the decision? To keep DTR, keep him over Dobbs for this season. I mean, obviously, it looked like DTR was very overmatched yesterday. He performed very well in the preseason. Had a lot of fans, including myself, Gab, everybody here was really high on him. He goes out yesterday, lays an egg. What are your thoughts on the evaluation process for him? I'm just not going to be as hard on DTR as I I thought it was more of a coaching issue yesterday. Because, again, DTR, he's not a second rounder. He's not a first rounder. This is his first NFL action. Fifth rounder and a thrown into the fire against a good defense like with with a game plan that wasn't his. Like, didn't have a week to prepare. Like, they were not preparing for him for a week to be the starter. So, like, yes, DTR did not play well. No doubt. I'm not saying that. And but like, he ran with the first team all week, right? With Deshaun out? Right. I mean, take he us did. behind the curtain. How would that work yeah, he, with, yes, in a situation yes. he like would, this? Yes. So, Deshaun wasn't throwing, so he would take the first team reps. But still, like, you say prepare like a starter, but also there's a big difference. Like, if he's really the starter, then, you know, I think that there's going to be some more added time or whatever given into him by the coaching staff. I don't think I'm not yeah. going to say sit here and say DTR didn't put in the time. I just think that like if if they were planning for Deshaun to play, they're, you know, pretty much going to give Deshaun, you know, all of their attention and time. So, um yeah, DTR it just it was rough yesterday and uh what about the decision with Dobbs? Listen, I love Josh Dobbs. I'm the biggest Josh Dobbs fan out there, but like if I'm the Browns, you got to pick for him to go start somewhere else. I think it was best for Josh, right? Like he gets yeah. to go play and uh, and the Browns, you know, took advantage of an opportunity, and I don't really mind them having DTR as their backup. I think BJ Walker is probably a better fit for the backup role now, but like I don't have a problem with them having Do- or having DTR and um, PJ Walker back there. Uh, speaking of coaching and leaders who can adapt, can we shift gears and talk about Terry Francona? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Or, or you I'm wearing the perfect. He's shirt wearing this Tito you. shirt. Okay, yeah. right, I got the shirt. Let's go. Perfect. Legend or legend, Tito, he did retire this week. Um, what can you say about him and his tenure? Man, um, I, I my first year covering professional sports was out of college at Ohio State, and Tito was, like, in his second year, and I was just like, that seems like it was yesterday. And like he's Nine been, years ago, right? Yeah, he's been, like, the same affable guy. And here's the thing. Like, th- there are some people I get into arguments with on Twitter, and, like, I get it, <laughs> no. right? Like. The, the and and they see and and I think the, the the unfortunate reality is that like we in the media are, are we have we are get to know these people as people. So to so and so on the internet, Terry Francona is not a person. Terry Francona is a thing or a or a st- like he's just a, a. It's like a he's like a game piece yeah. in the game of sports, right? Like he, he you don't see his feelings, but when you get to know Tito. It is impossible not to like him. It's impossible not to root for him. And, like, you wonder why he has such goodwill here in Cleveland, even though he didn't play well this year. It's because of who he is. Because yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can be as unbiased as you want to be in sports media and in, in media in general, but you can't be unbiased as a human being. Yeah. You're going to like certain human beings more than you like others. It's just reality. Like Kevin Stefanski. Like I said, I don't necessarily have the the warm and fuzzies for Kevin Stefanski. He's just not the warm and fuzzy guy. Doesn't, doesn't mean I don't like him. Doesn't mean he's not a good man. But like Tito, you get the warm and fuzzies because he's just that guy yeah. to yeah. everybody. And Gav has been around him for 10 years. Yeah. And like... Yeah. Again, it's 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 this is he's getting as much as he's getting it for the the job he's done in Cleveland. He's getting this for being Tito and just being the same guy day in and day out, being funny and smart and and kind and giving and and not taking himself too seriously. So, um, and I, from the baseball side of it, I think the Guardians are gonna they're gonna take a step back. I I think that Tito is that good that you know he got the best out of his guys and uh, you know this year was not good. Um, but uh, it's going to be hard for them to replicate what he brought to the clubhouse. And um, 
I'm really uh, unfortunate. Or it's really unfortunate that he won't be there anymore, but I do wish him nothing but the best because he deserves it. That's the guy he is. Not to put you on the spot, but any good Tito stories that you could think of over that oh, tenure, man. the last nine years he spent with them? I'm the, sure most of them, most of them are not. a lot you most, probably can't tell or don't want to tell. Most of them I tell. tell, yeah. <laughs> most of them I cannot tell. I was looking back at my photos. I'll tell you this one because it's, it's not visual. I was looking back at my photos because I was trying to see, like, in the first photo I had of Tito in my phone, like the first video, video, whatever, from a press conference. And the first one I found was from his 2015. They were doing the team photo, and he's double burdened the camera, like with. The <laughs> and I'm just like, that is so Tito. That's, that's perfect. That's um, so funny. He just, I don't know, just a lot of stuff. He, I mean, I would talk to him at Cavs. He would go to Cavs games, talk to him there. He just, he was always a just. Yeah, there's really nothing I can say on camera, but um, but he's uh, he was always just joking and and laughing and having a good time with everybody and. Uh, he just really was a wonderful dude. Have you heard anything about the search for the next manager? And it sounds like nothing that, has come out. There's that, been no news. Have you heard anything? No, that, that's been the biggest keep, kept secret in town. Um, Bob Nightingale, I saw today, um, was saying that they are starting. They've started the interview process, which I think would mean that they're probably looking at the guys internally first. Um, Sandy Sarbaugh, you know, any others. Um, but it's it's been the, I mean as bad as the secret about Tito was like the the worst kept secret in town. Right. This has been the best kept secret in town. Like, <laughs> where are they looking? Nobody has any idea. I mean, yeah. there's been names mentioned. Like I think Kevin Cash, but he's interesting. He, Kevin Cash, but that he's already in Tampa. Why would he right. leave? Yeah. Um, I think Aaron Boone's a name to look out for if he's fired in. in um, New York. Will Venable is a name. Went to Princeton with Chernoff, or I think around there. Um, so there are some names for sure. Um, but I, it just depends on what what they want to do. They have so many different directions they can go. That's this. That's the second time I've heard Booney be brought up in the in the search. Yeah, fans hate is, it. Fans that hate that idea. And I get that. I, I get it. But like, they're just saying what I've heard. Brett's on with yeah. Chico every every week. He has like a standing time with yeah. Chico. So but well, he's still the, as far as, as as far as what time is it, he's still the manager of the Yankees. I don't think he's been fired yet. No, not yet. No. no so, but I think it's the that's probably ino- that's probably inevitable. Yeah, I don't right? know. I mean, there, uh, I could see him maybe staying. I don't know. I just feel like for them, like you, you have this huge payroll, like, and then you don't make the playoffs. Like, you got to do something. It's candidly a similar situation that the Browns are going to be in if they miss the playoffs this year. Well, Buck you know, got like, fired. Buck got fired, and the Mets, same kind of deal. Yeah, so yeah, you, you exactly. Buck, no Buck Showalter. I love, <laughs> I love Buck Showalter, but no, he's too old. He's not. I was with say, he's been around. The game. I know. There's a, there's a couple. I saw some people like there were a couple like Dusty Baker people. No, oh, oh, man. If, if anything, we're gonna get any, older. The one thing I will say, I'm. I think they're looking for younger energy, maybe not like completely young, but I think they want a little more youthfulness in that position. Mm. That would be the second time Aaron Boone would go from the Yankees to the Guardians yep. slash Indians. Yep. Then, right? First oh. time didn't work out very well. No, mm-hmm. no, it really didn't. Yeah. Do you have a preference? And the, and the Yankees backfilled at that time with A-Rod. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which was interesting. Do I have a preference on manager? On, on if they should really look internally and grab someone like Sandy or or look outside, bring in fresh talent. I am the biggest truster in Antonetti and Chernoff. I, I would trust those guys in my life. Um, <laughs> so, I like, they they can do whatever they want, in my opinion. And people hate me for that because, oh, they, they stunk. They got Bell and they got Zanino. It's like... They're operating on a Walmart budget, and they're trying to make a, you know, trying to make a, yeah. what's the, what's the, what's a high end store? I don't know. Uh, our house, ATMs. Our, <laughs> yeah, the ATMs, right? An our house budget or whatever. I don't know. It's just that's my opinion that they do a, a phenomenal job, and I think they love it. They've had opportunities to go elsewhere, and they love that challenge. So I don't, Gab. I don't really have a preference. I'll trust whatever they do. Um, I love Sandy Alomar very much um, as a human being and as a as a coach, but. Um, if he's been he's been up for many managerial jobs in the past, I don't know if he either doesn't want it or just hasn't been the right fit. But um, obviously that's a top choice of fans, so I, that would be great. I just hope he doesn't leave in any uh, whatever his capacity is. I hope he's still in Cleveland mm-hmm. for sure. So yep. in all your travels, you were also with the Cavs today. They had yep. media day. Yep. What were your initial impressions? Media day. What's that like for the fans kind of behind the scenes? What's a media day like when you go to see them? I was talking to multiple people today, and I said the same thing to every single one of them. It's like, oh, stand and wait day. Nice day. <laughs> and that's what it is. Yeah. You're just standing and waiting for guys to kind of come around, and they do an interview. It's 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 interesting. Um, I think the allure back like in the day was like 
you know, LeBron being in town, that was yeah. the big kind of deal. I don't think no other team does a media day. I think it's only the Cavs, like in that kind of setting. Because um, I think the Guardians do it in spring training. The Browns don't really do it. So yeah. media day is interesting, but it's not like it's not earth shattering. I mean, especially for this Cavs team that's like not that new. Yeah, they have yeah. most of their guys back, and like there's not a ton of stories. Like Trist- for me, the most interesting story for the Cavs is Tristan Thompson. Yeah, because I mean, just what he meant to the Cavs, and now he's coming back. And I do you love- expect him to contribute much this year? No, not on the not on the floor. He was on ESPN a couple months. Ago. Not on the, <laughs> no, not on the floor. But I think off the floor, I think he's going to be yeah. a huge help. They, they they were saying today during media day that the that Kobe Altman he was even saying like last year we were really quiet and we need to like get some personality in there. Yeah, yeah. and Tristan definitely brings that. I mean, they were saying Max Struess brings that. They say George Niang brings that. So, like, that was part of their, you know, as much as they wanted to bring on offense and shooting, um, they definitely wanted to, you know, bring in some personality in the locker room, and that will definitely help. So, um, if you want to, if you want to go into what Media Day is, basically, there's all these just stations, and these guys just roll through these stations, and the stations can be there was a WTM station, there was a you know 93 station, there's all these radio stations, there's a Cav station, there's the Big junior, PlayStation, oh, we didn't junior reporter station, there's PlayStation, no, uh, PlayStation. yeah. So basically, they just they have one each player has a handler, and the handler makes sure they're at the right stations and going in the right places, and yeah. they take a lot of photos, and that's it. So it's basically just an, uh, a chance to talk to these guys before the season see what they look like and um and that's about it oh okay Donovan Mitch? Fe- or uh, guards fest vibes same thing no autographs oh okay yeah no fans yeah there's no fans so it's well, so that it's, without the fans yes pretty much the, the handlers and de- the stations thing pretty yes pretty much the exact same deal but like tribe fest is definitely more fan centric this is just more you know media. to get your media yeah for sure any donovan mitchell rumors out there or anything donovan said donovan said and i was at his press conference donovan said you know i can ex- sign an extension next summer um which you know he's not in a rush to he's not going to do it this summer said he's not you know said he just wants to play this year out and see how the things go and then you know and focus on this year and then next year can work on next year but no 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 rumors um and uh i, I don't know how that situation is going to play out like for me and i've said it before I, like i'm looking at number 19 on the wall right now right there and if i was a professional athlete i would have definitely pulled what he pulled to be here yeah. to be in cleveland i would have i would have done anything to be here because i love this place with all my heart and like i would have pulled that and i think donovan in my opinion i think he'll pull that um so, I don't have a problem with it, but like they got to prepare for that possibility. Yeah, and I, I think we we were talking a little bit about best kept secrets, worst kept secrets. I think that's one of those that we'll, is, we'll see how the season progresses. But in basketball circles, the one it's been the, it's been discussed. The <laughs> only way he won't go there, in my opinion, is if they stink. Like yeah. if if they just implode and they stink, or we just rock. Or like, yeah, or right, <laughs> or if they or if the Cavs win a championship, right? That's a great point. If the Cavs are great and like they're in the finals this yeah. year, even if they don't win or they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, then it's definitely going to be a consideration. If the Cavs get booted in the first round again, yep, and the Knicks, you know, make it past, he's gone. I I, I firmly believe that. So that begs the question: What is your prediction for this season for the Cavs? Way too early. I understand. Anything can well, happen. Well, the East is tougher now. I mean, yeah. two days ago, we would be oh, two days ago, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you know, but I guess now you got Boston with Drew Holiday. You got the Bucks with Damian Lillard. I mean, it's going to be a tough task, but. The Heat are still good. The heat, and the Heat are good still. Yeah. It, Jimmy Jimmy Butler. Did His hair? You see did that? you see the hair? Did yeah. you guys, did, yeah, did you see that? Now that's media that. She hasn't seen the hair. Oh, God. Pull up the hair. Pull up the hair. Just put Jimmy Dude, Butler's hair. He goes into it so hard. I love that. I, I wish there was a guy in the Cavs who would do that. He's, so that's like a thing for him. Huh? Yeah, every year he comes in like with like a different persona and a personality, and he literally crimped the oh hair. Oh my so, gosh, yeah. that's incredible! Because on media day, they got, take the professional full, headshots of oh what they use for goodness. the whole year. So. Yes, and he got a full like a real like piercing, piercing? his ear and his nose. Oh, like, oh my dude. gosh, that's freaking hilarious! Dude, Jimmy's the man. Real time reaction here, Gab. What do you think? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I didn't know that he did that. Yeah. So I'm, now, I'm like, not as in... so like when ESPN like. You tries to use his photo or like NBA TV. They have, they like they, the they, they have, have to, to pull. That's from incredible. That. That's what they well, have. Well, now I became that's even genius. more of a Jimmy. And fan. Yeah, Jimmy. And Jimmy think. But the funny thing is, Jimmy thinks that they have to use that photo. They don't. Have they don't to have to. But like, they're going to. They lean into it. Last year, I forget what he did. He did something. He did crazy. the. He. It was real long. Oh, it was long. like the yeah, long, yeah, yeah. like almost like shaved his beard. Yeah, like crib style, like dreads, but not tied up. Oh, that's funny. 
But it was, yeah, media day's fun. It's, it was always a good time. I think the one year the Cavs did like this Bob Ross thing where they all dressed up like Bob Ross. <laughs> I remember that. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, not, not as much creativity this year from what I saw, but, um, but not every year is going to be the, the best. So down to business, what was your prediction? Oh, down to business. Take you uh, full circle. He, he thought he was going to get out of it. Yeah, he thought he was going to get out of it. You know what's funny? I, I, that was a classic misdirection. Hey, yes. Let's talk about Jimmy Butler's hair. Yep, yep, I did think I was going to get away with First it. First saw um, right through it. Because I, I'm not, I didn't give a Browns prediction. Business. I'm not giving Browns predictions this year. Not for no. games, not for season. Yep. You're smart. So um, what's my prediction? I predict I'll have a, a, a great regular season. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know where they'll be. I, it's hard for me to predict because I don't know where they'll be. I mean, Playoffs? They, if they, yes, yes, playoffs. Okay. Yes, playoffs. Playoffs. Right. playoffs for sure. Will they be at top? I think I think they could be right back where they are, number four seed. Yeah. And um, Kind of where they were last year. Yeah, kind of, yeah, right where they were last year. But this year, I think, you know, hopefully a little tougher. I mean, yeah. hopefully a little. And that, that's the thing. And JB was JB was being asked about that. He's like, he kind of defended his guys. Like, he's like, you guys aren't are acting like our guys aren't tough. And we were kind of kind of like, they're they're they are, but they're not. You got to prove it. Yeah. Like they were in the regular season, but then you got bullied for f- four or five games. So it's not that you're. It's not that they're not tough, but they're not tough enough. Thoughts on Jared Allen? I feel bad for him. I do. Um, because I think he's a really, really good kid and a really nice guy, and like, and I, sh- I should great say, with the fans. Dude. I shouldn't say kid because he's not like he's like my age, but, um, but he's a really nice guy, and uh, just the way he got torn apart. I mean, he he, and the thing he said was like the when he said the lights weren't bright enough. It's just like I said earlier. You know, when you're a media person, you, you try to be objective, but like. You feel bad for human beings when they're when they're good human beings. And like I feel I feel bad for Jared Allen. Like, yes, he wasn't he was soft in that series. There's no doubt. But like, I'm not gonna sit here and hammer him for it because yeah, he, I, I almost yeah. appreciated him giving that quote and giving like the transparency of the lights were too bright. Like, but that's scary though. It is. That's scary is. because guess what? He's played in the playoffs before and like, and if they if were still too if bright, he, if, he, if he can't step up. Then you then he has no place. Then he's yeah. not he's worthless for a playoff team. Unfortunately, yeah. especially yeah. at that position now. Look at yeah. centers around the league. They just sent uh, Aiton to Portland. That's the funny thing, man. I could like I can sit here and rip. I can sit here and rip guys, but like I could also like that's what I want to be as a, a media person. I want to be able to rip guys, but then also like go to dinner with them and like be able to just chant have <laughs> because it's life. Like this is just this is sports this isn't like your whole life like it's it's have them come to your concerts and acknowledge right. you exist <laughs> hey, yes like let's that. yeah let's, let's keep that one up to hell, but just yeah. saying that's hypothetically hypothetically if that were to happen we can uh yeah we will keep that one off the uh we'll keep that one off the record but yeah just that's what i mean just like just put the sports like i can rip you as a as, a, as an as an athlete but then still think of you as a good human being and like yeah. root for you in life i think that's i think that's what being objective is i really do for sure all right so me gab chris jared allen we want to roll up to one of your shows Mm. This, this Jared coming. Allen's always welcome. <laughs> just sit in the back row. Just yeah, sit in the yeah. back. Don't sit up front. I can see. I can see that blocking the be, view between the fro between the fro and the height. People are gonna block. They're gonna be like, oh. <laughs> you're gonna start booing. You're That's gonna be like, fine. man, am I that bad? Yeah, today? exactly. And it's like, no, um, yeah. it's just Jared Allen. Oh, I've, I've been row. that. I've been that bad. But yeah, <laughs> where do we? Where do you go to see my show? Is that what you're gonna ask? Yeah. I was just gonna ask where could people follow along with all your stuff. Oh, truthfully. cool. Okay, so at h underscore on at h underscore grove on Twitter at h underscore grove on Instagram. At H underscore underscore Grove on threads. We got to mention threads. Oh, wow. wow. Look at threads. That's the Good first job. thread drop. Yeah. Threads. At H underscore Grove on TikTok. Wow. Yep. Wow. And then HaydenFrankGrove.com for all my gigs and stuff. So if you want to check out the events page. October is a little lighter. Thank goodness. I need a little bit of a break after the summer. But um, November, December is Christmas time. Holiday everybody, season. Everybody yeah. loves the the, uh, the Buble vibes at Christmas. Yes. yes. Cleveland Buble. Yeah. yeah. Before we let you go, I do want to ask this just because I love bringing you on. Of course, we're going to talk sports and everything, but you're such a unique personality and obviously you're doing so much. Um, and you pointed out the fact that athletes, they're humans. Yeah. And, and you've just got that emp- natural empathy about mm-hmm. you. Why have you decided to talk about especially online with your presence about specifically men's mental health and why it's so yeah. important to talk about. Yeah. Um, well, I think the first answer is Kevin Love. I think that's the re- reality of it is that when he came, like I was dealing with all this stuff before and I, I, and I literally just dealt with it and, and never thought about like posting it anywhere because you don't want to, I, I don't know, it just wasn't a thing. It wasn't like, 
oh, I'm just going to go share this because my parents were very, my parents were very kind of against sharing it with anyone because of the stigma around it. Um, and when Kevin shared it, like, and I just read everything and I was like, that's me, that's my life. Like, oh my God, like this is a human being that has it made millions of dollars and is very famous and he's coming out with this story. And then when I saw the amount of people that helped, I was like, oh my God, this is easy. Like I need to share my story. Just not, not because like I need to, I don't want the pats on the, I just need people to know that, Hey, like I've been there. If you've been there would like feel free to share because we're all human. We all deal with this stuff. So Maybe we don't deal with the same things in the same ways, but I mean, my, when I was, I think the one thing that I specifically, to your point, Gab, about like why share it, um, when I was going through it, I, I just would pray, I'd be like, God, if you get me through this, I will, I will help in every way I can. I will help anyone I can to not go through this. And that's exactly what I did. I said, God, please just, if I can, if I can get through this, if you can get me through these horrible times, just let me, let me help others to, to get through it. And like, when Kevin came out with this thing, I was like, thank you. Like that was my, that was my, now I know how to do it. So I think I, it's actually been a learning lesson. I think you open yourself up for things that you're not equipped for and you're not prepared for as not, as a non-professional and a non-therapist and somebody who's just out there trying to advocate for it. Yeah. Um, and I've learned my lesson in some ways. Like there are people that do need some legitimate help and I, I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't right. have that ability, but, um, but I think for a lot of people, it just is as simple as, hey, I'm here for you. You're here for me. You know, I know what Hayden went through. If I'm feeling the same way, like I'm not alone. Facilitating the message so that other people don't feel like they're exactly. so alone. Exactly. And, and facilitate, right, facilitating the message. And also like, hey, once you can reach out to me and then I can say, hey, you know what? If you're really going through it and maybe it's more than just something that you're going to deal with, you know, with me or with talking with somebody, maybe you do need to go see a psychiatrist or maybe you do know to get go do need to go see somebody that has you know ability to um really help you just like a doctor would help with your heart or your lungs or your knees or whatever so i think we need to stop viewing the brain as like this weird existential thing when it's literally a part of your body yeah, yeah. totally well we really appreciate you always speaking up about that uh, especially since you've got the platform and you're doing so many things and we're definitely going to be i miss kevin love man yeah he was he was such I a good presence uh, yeah for us. and it, it, I, I hope he does great things in miami but that was the first that was the first what <laughs> first media day in how many how many years without kevin love like wow eight, nine yeah. yeah it's been a long time that's wild. yeah yeah that is weird yeah that's another guy again another like empathy thing like i can only be by i can only be so unbiased like people are people and I, root, I like that you point that out though too because I, I think people are always on the internet trying to troll and be like be uh be in be, this box you're a media member it's like we're we all have our own sure. inherent biases and exactly. we are human beings so. and if you don't have a bias you're you're a robot you, you're, yeah. you, you're literally a robot <laughs> i've got no trolling for kevin love man he played some good basketball down the stretch for the heat there oh yeah, god this east is tough up, <laughs> this east is tough yeah, Chris. it's it's very tough all right, Hayden. Thanks so much for coming in, man. Thank you, it's guys. always a pleasure. pleasure. And it, it was nice having you in real life, and we'll yeah. have to do it again. I would love to do it. I'd love to do it more in person. I think yeah, Zoom this is was overrated. nice. Yeah. yeah, we finally have the space. And to I get do to it. see this wall. You got the, you got Rafa. You got Booby Gibson. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Carpenter. Next. Yeah, we got to get you up on a... Doris Burke. I'm not ready for that. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> on that level. I mean, I see some legends up there. So, who's below? Who's below? Um, Josh Maria on the right. That is, is that G Icky. That's Chico. No, Icky no, Woods. Icky, oh, Icky Woods. Woods. Ah, oh yeah, Icky yeah. Woods. That's a cool one. Who's Just, and then who's in the hat? Justin Lauer, PGA golfer from here. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, we've had right. him. I right was here. naming most of them. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Schlegel down there. Yeah. Who's yep. <laughs> the red hat? Ricky. The, the red hat is Ricky. Oh, Rick Smith. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. I love it. Cool. Thanks so much, Hayden. Thank you guys. All right, guys. What do you say we fill in some blanks here? And uh, keep this Browns discussion alive because that's really what we got to rehash today. Sure. We have to. We, ha we have to. I was inspired there by some of the words of wisdom from Hayden. Absolutely. And now we got to go into the Browns. Yeah. I know. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's, it is a, I, I, it's a I guess, coaster. I, I guess, if anything, Hayden built us up, and now we have to be brought back <laughs> now as he, as he raises the roof on his way out. Boom. Hit that fill in the blank. Welcome back to the Big Play Reflog Show. Okay, um, well, I guess we're here all along, just a little video break. But fill in the blank. Blank deserves the most blame for yesterday's loss to the Ravens. I'm going to say the whole organization. 
I tell you what, I am not going to pin it just on Stefanski. We talked about Stefanski and the play calling. Didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like we were talking about pre-show. It was almost like you show up for a test and you thought it was over chapter four and you studied for chapter four and you come to find out it's on chapter five and you just kind of roll into that test and do your best and that's all you could do. And that seems like what Stefanski did with the play calling. He thought he was going in with Deshaun, still went in with a Deshaun play call and uh, game plan, and it didn't work, obviously. DTR, he's a rookie. He's a fifth rounder. I mean, that's going to be tough on him. The offensive line didn't play very well at all. And then I think because everything is interconnected and everything plays off of each other, the defense finally didn't play well. And then the organization, he talked about it. Hayden talked about it doesn't make sense the way they're communicating right now. The whole messaging around Deshaun Watson was weird. And then you take it up to the front office. Should we have kept DTR? Should we not have? There's a lot of blame to go around for this loss yesterday. So I'm going to blame it on the full organization. I'm blaming it a little bit more on Deshaun now that I hear what Hayden had to say. There, There is a miscommunication because maybe he really led everyone in the organization to believe that he'd be ready to go. He just needed to rest. All so right, then so they committed to that plan like, oh, we're, we're good. We're going to have our QB1. And then last second he pulls that because clearly Mary Kay asked him directly and he said, yeah, he'll be ready to go. The classic call off on Sunday morning. He really pulled a last minute like I can't turn my homework in. I have this right. This is straight from Mary Kay on Cleveland.com in her story after the game. On Friday, Watson said at his locker, I'm okay, I'll play, and cited that Clemson victory over South Carolina. But when he tried to throw the ball in pregame warm-ups, his bruised right shoulder wouldn't cooperate. He tried some five-yard passes and then had a somber talk with head trainer Joe Sheehan. He tried some 10-yarders, and it felt even worse. Which, by the way, and there's another paragraph Five yards, 10 yards. If a, if a 10-yard pass isn't feeling good... I, I don't know if the bye week is going to be all, all you need. I hope so. I hope he's okay physically, but we'll, we'll continue in our well, story. Yeah, and also, how did you not know that on Thursday, I guess? And yes, again, that would be my question. And again, this is, from, this is still from Mary Kay. At that, point, at that point, he walked over to Kevin Stefanski, offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt, and GM Andrew Barry, and delivered the grim and surprising news. It wasn't going to happen. Despite the big battle for first place in the AFC North and fifth-round pick DTR would have to make his first NFL start, he physically couldn't play. <laughs> and then Stefanski, when he goes up there and they ask him at the presser, he puts it on Deshaun, just like, hey, I left it up to the player there. And that doesn't seem like, hey, I'm behind him. It didn't really get the impression that this was, hey, we did what was right by him. He, he made the call, but ultimately we're behind. It didn't really come across it kind that of way. was a subliminal. He kind of screwed us. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> threw him under the bus. And that, that, to me, is kind of the canary in the mind. And the canary is a little sick right now with the Cleveland Browns in terms of their communication. You hear things that are coming out that are a little weird from Deshaun's camp, from Stefanski, from the organization. You say, that doesn't quite add up. And to me, that tells me the canary's not dead right now, but it's a little sick in the mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and we'll move off this because... Because I like it, they're two and two. The sky is not falling. Um, you know it's bad. You know it's getting gray. It, Come it's on, gray. I, We've been down this path enough. I'm 44 years old. You start to see the rain clouds coming. That's, that's what, what I'm telling. That was you. what I was gonna say. How many times have we seen yeah. this movie? We've seen yeah, it time right. in and time out. When the dysfunction starts to creep up and show yeah. its ugly face, that's when you know you're ready to blow this whole damn thing up and start again from no. the ground. Uh, and, and I'm just saying, if they miss the playoffs again we'll be in here week 18 of the nfl season no playoffs we'll be talking about the the browns have dismissed head coach kevin stefanski gm andrew barry of their jobs that's that is what it is if they miss the playoffs again this year i'm sorry it's it's that clear cut and dry and that dysfunction is starting to show its face again all right the browns having an early bye week this year is that good for us it's blank what is it it feels like it's needed at this point. I mean, it, like the, our the, our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> Deshaun can't throw a ten yard pass without pain. Miles is on a walking boot. Ethan Pochich leaves yesterday on crutches. It really seems like they need this buy right now. I know we all cringed when that schedule first dropped, like week five buy. You got to go thirteen, 13 straight yeah. weeks with no break. But now it, it seems like it's it's necessary. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. And I tell you what. When we looked at the schedule, we thought this is way too early. You want to have more of a balanced schedule. As it turns out, we needed it right now in a big yeah. way. Yeah, and right before we play the 49ers, too. Yeah, which, by the way, and, and this is perfect to, to bring up with the 49ers and stuff, one of the best teams in the league. 
I know Hayden just went on his whole thing of, you know, athletes are human too. Everybody goes, Debo, uh, Debo Samuel and Elijah Moore are not the same person. They're not the same player. Let's please stop trying to use them the same exact way. Elijah Moore is just a regular guy. He's not a superstar player. All he could run backwards really well. Offseason, he's not a superstar. He's just an average, run-of-the-mill NFL player. Yeah. He's not spectacular. He is not Debo Samuel. Okay, Gab, sorry. And rant? And rant. Now that we've played all three <laughs> AFC North teams, the division opponent that scares me the most is... What is this, recency bias, I guess. I yeah. guess it's going to be guess. the Ravens for me. I mean, this is the division of misfit toys with the quarterbacks right now. We got Burrow, hurt. We've got Watson, he's hurt. Pickett. You've got Pickett, he's hurt. You know, and who's who's the quarterback we always talk about being hurt? He's the guy who's not hurt right now, right? And we, he just picked us apart last weekend. So I'm not bought in that this division is very good. I, yeah. I really am not. So it doesn't so much concern me, the other teams that we're playing within the division. It's all in-house. We've got enough talent on this team. If we can take care of ourselves and have the right game plan and put this thing together, I think we could beat any of these teams. But right now, those calls are coming from in that side of the house whenever we're losing. And, I mean, you're one and two in the division. You've played half of your divisional games already, and you got a losing record. If you need, if you want to turn this around, I don't care if it's Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, or Baltimore. you got to win these next half of division games, or else you are going to be on the outside looking into that playoff equation. I don't care how they do it. I don't know who's scares me more um they they gotta go win now i'll I'll say this how about baltimore we thought yesterday oh we got them right where we want them they're all beat up they're half their own line hurt is hurt their whole defense is banged up no marlon humphrey when you play them again in the second half of the season in baltimore they're gonna be healthy uh so you you thought we walked away from there with like half of our offensive line banged up too we went in with theirs all banged up ours is all banged up by the end yeah you 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 thought you caught a break yesterday and and again so many times when we talk about these brown season it's it's like the breaks are right there and they refuse to take them all right guardians this guardian season was we finished third in the al central 76 and 86 obviously we had a lot of pitching struggles uh with the injuries and bullpen also i know chico hates when i say it this guardian season was a bridge to football they kept me just engaged enough until they inevitably fell off at the end and Brown season was able to pick up where they fell off. Uh, it was a it was a promising start. I really think that like the, they were hanging on for a while. They were hanging on, and they were one game out of it at the trade deadline, and then they just sold all their best players away. Yeah, I'm gonna go with <laughs> I'm gonna go with punchless. The only punch we saw all year was delivered by Jose Ramirez. Off season, our signings did not have an impact. They no. were both gone by the trade deadline. Yeah. Our offense was completely punchless. So the only punch we saw was from Jose Ramirez all season long. We've got to get that corrected. How many times have we sat here and we talked about this offense just not doing their job? We've got great pitching year in, year out, typically, if you take a, take out the injuries. We've usually got a good, good bullpen. We've got to get more power. We got to have more offense. And now with Tito leaving, I'm worried about a new manager coming in and how they're going to be able to develop some talent here once they get to the big club. It is kind of scary to think about. Go that. get Juan Soto. There you go. <laughs> it was <laughs> good to see Josh it. Naylor really come to life it after was. after his injury. One of the things yeah. that I'm still so He's pissed fun. off about, and we talked about being pissed about it at the time. How is that guy not an All Star this year? Yeah, it is oh, so that dumb. really, really. It was dumb at the time, and then it it got progressively dumber as the season went because he just stayed as hot and really maybe even got better as the season yeah. went on. So it was dumb at the time. It got even dumber. Naylor should have been an All Star. Well. It's ending on a downbeat, but that's all we got for fill in the blank. <laughs> that's okay. Tristan Thompson's back. There all right, Bump. What do you say we hit some bets and get the hell on out of here? Let's do it.
Alrighty, you can bet with the show crew all season long on Tipico Sportsbook. The bye week is here for our Cleveland Browns, and that gives you the perfect opportunity to go check out some of the other sports that Tipico has in their app. Playoff baseball is here. The Guardians aren't part of it, but go check out the same game parlays on Tipico for baseball season. Also, college football is in full swing. Go check that out, too. Make sure you check out all the great promos Tipico does every single week, namely our big play boosts. You got to download it to hear what we're talking about every single week. Download the Tipico app today. And when you do use promo code reflog150, you see the link that we put out on all the clips, but the, the code that you want to use is reflog150, all caps. You're going to get $150 of bets on us, plus a $30 dog pound bet to bet on our Browns when they come back from this bye week against the 49ers. You got to be 21 years or older to gamble in Ohio. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's take a look at some of the bets this week guys thursday night football and boy oh. did jeffrey bezos give us another gem it's the chicago bears at none other than the washington commanders the prison inmate game if you were in jail right now they should force you to watch this game we were it's talking about calling bad. off deshaun watson calling off al michaels is going to call off that night i, 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 I just worry. feel it coming who was the guy on the bills this was a couple years ago that just retired mid-game that's what <laughs> michaels is going to do he's just going to take off the headset you you know what he's going to be like and there's another three and out by justin fields and the chicago bears and i just, just walk away this anymore <laughs> it could be herbie all by himself it, it could happen in this game this game should suck so let's pick the over under 44 and a half i'm gonna go ahead and just pick the the under usually thursday night unders are a lock uh th these games have just been horrible give me the over at least there's something that you can root for there for. you get some, get some offense come on it's a thursday night i want to see something happen let's go over that number 44 and a half gab do you have any optimism that hey. buckeye ohio state justin fields could make this yeah. game remotely interesting because he did look good uh this past sunday but but this is gonna be just the Bears are horrible. The Commanders aren't that good either. Talk I'm, about a canary in the mine. All of them are dead and piling up in Chicago. They've got it rougher than we do. <laughs> I really want to win, and I keep losing my bets, and I think it's because I've been such an over person lately. So maybe I'd have to go with you, Nick, and go under. Yeah, I'm just not optimistic about wow, that. Oh, me versus both of you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now that one just got interesting because it's yep. two on one. <laughs> All right, let's go to Sunday night football. Maybe a little bit more interesting here. The Cowboys are three and a half dogs on the road against the 49ers. Over under for this one is 45. Mm. Both very good offenses, both very good defenses. Two of the best teams in the National Football League. Should be a really fun game. For this one, do you guys want to bet an anytime touchdown score? I'm going to go ahead, and since I said that he's not that guy, I'll do Debo Samuel Debo. again. Give me nice. Debo for the Niners. I like it. I, I'm worried about the Niners looking past the Cowboys here. You know, they got that big matchup against the Cleveland Browns. That's what it is. They're going to be looking past those Cowboys is what's going to happen. Stop. How about them boys? <laughs> They're going to come in and just stomp them. Oh, just stomp the Kevin Niners. Stefanski after this. We're worried. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Give me Kittle on the Niners for an anytime touchdown. Kittle, Skittle. You know, he once gave me a pack of Skittles when I covered this uh, Super Bowl. He was just there, like Super Bowl media day, kind of like Cavs media day, where it's just people everywhere from every team. And he was like doing an activation with Skittles, like it was a paid oh, thing. Okay. And he was taking Skittles, Kittle, like Skittle. Bags I was going to say Skittles, that was only too perfect. And he was like throwing them at the media. Oh, wow. wow. So what color go. did you get? Uh, I just got like the traditional like red uh, oh, red bag. But he was he was throwing out like sour. like <laughs> Asking the hard-hitting he questions over here. He had the entire here. assortment. They were going all <laughs> over the place. I got a red one. I was going to say, if you got, okay, all right. So they were like in the bags. That that is the that is objectively speaking the best flavor of Skittles. Anyway, I think I would, I don't know. Wow. I've been when I <laughs> when I've been using my logic to pick anytime touchdowns, it it's been backfiring on me. Like Travis Kelsey just let me down. No kidding. Um, so I don't know. Jake Ferguson, tight end Cowboys. All right, it's a fun How name. About a How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Fun Watch name those to Niners say. Looking past them. All right, so I got Debo. Chris has Kittle. Skittles. Skittle. Skittle. Kittle. Skittles. Yeah. And Jake Ferguson. There you <laughs> go. All right, let's do Ohio State. 19-point favorites at home. Do we have any good games to pick this against week? Against Maryland. 
Oh my Chris, God. you like the 19 points for the Buckeyes. Fear the turtle. Buckeyes, once again, are going to cover. I like the Buckeyes to cover in this one. I think they're going to start getting it really rolling. After Notre Dame, they take a little break. Now it's time for Cal McCord and Co. to really get going. Did you see the video I posted this week? Ryan Day. went to an, I went to one of those ultra-exclusive type of NIL dinners, oh, I saw which this. was kind of fun. And, and they asked him. One, they had some... Really hard-hitting questions there. They asked him something that he'd done in the last few months romantic for his wife, and his answer was beating Notre Dame. So hopefully he can move past Notre Dame and the whole Lou Holtz this week, focus on the turtle, beat him, and I, and I think they're going to beat him big. I, I think don't think Ryan you have to go. focus on the turtle, man. Uh, the turtle is you got to focus very- on beating them and beating <laughs> the spread. That's what I'm worried about. I'm not talking about beating the turtle. I'm about mashing the turtle. We got to go high. I like the 19 as well. I think they could cover that pretty easily. It's it's Tua's brother, Tau. There you go. Tagovailoa for Maryland. Are we going to take the over-under in this game, Chris? It's at 55 and a half. It's over, and it's going to be all Buckeye. I like it. Cool. Okay, let's go... How about this? We could sprinkle a little bit of baseball in here as game one of Baseball's the over. American League over. playoffs. The Twins are at home against the Blue Jays. Who wins game one? Hmm. I got Toronto. I was I'm, I'm pulling for Toronto. You know, I have a Blue Jay shirt. I went to Rogers Center and watched a game in the upside down tomato can of their stadium. Um, which is just the weirdest place ever to really? watch a game. I feel like I bring that up whenever the Guardians play the Blue Jays. Yeah, I went to Toronto. The roof was closed, and it's all silver in there. So I felt like I was inside of a tomato can that was turned upside down, and I was watching a game. And, like, Vlad Guerrero Jr., I think, had two home runs well, that the game was at. is it flat, or is it it's, – it's still got a – A little, but it's just weird. Like, he would, like, hit a home run, and then, like – And progressive, like, I could see it. Like, there it goes. But because it's so gray, I'm like, where the hell was that? And then, like, oh. you just kind of follow him, go around the – like, a, around the bases, because I couldn't tell because of the ceiling. Hmm. And I think maybe that's just, like, a learning curve of, like, watching baseball inside versus outside. Regardless, I have a Blue Jays shirt. I'll be wearing it. Screw the Twins. Blue Jays, let's go. Death, taxes, and the Twins losing in the playoffs right there. I'm with you. I think the Twins are going to lose. They've lost. They haven't won in the playoffs for nine years. Nope. And I expect that to continue, so I've got the Blue Jays in this one. Same. It's hard to root for the Twins, so. Yeah. There you go. Blue Jays in a sweep. All right, you guys can lock all these bets in with us. Download Tipico today. When you, you when you do, promo code REFLUG150. $150 of bets on us. Everything we talked about. Game one of uh, the playoffs for baseball. Ohio State, Maryland. Sunday night football. Bears, Commanders. You know you're going to watch it, so you might as well bet on it. Download Tipico now. We will see you guys next week for another episode of the Reflog Show. Thanks for Hayden Grove popping in in studio with us. We'll see you guys next week. Till then, peace.